Thank you, Eric. Take your Bibles and turn right away to Psalm 1 tonight here. Let's get started right away. I'm going to let you remain seated for the reading of God's Word here. Psalm 1. I'm excited about this series of messages that we're going to start, uh, starting tonight, actually, an introductory message. In the next seven weeks or so on Wednesday nights, I want to talk about the subject of how to obtain the blessings of God. And God is a good God. God's a loving God and a gracious God, and He wants to bless us. That's Not only is He holy and righteous and uh, but he's also merciful and he's a good God and heaven's a wonderful place and uh, he wants us to be blessed down here on earth and I got tickled uh, earlier this week here in fact it was actually last week uh, some things that were said and so forth and then uh, I developed uh, some things uh, in the last couple of days here and I said I'm just going to preach a message serious messages on this wonderful subject of how to obtain the blessings of God let's read you can remain seated let's read for sake of time's sake just the first three verses of this sixth verse, first Psalm, verses one, two, and three. Let's read in unison together. Ready, begin. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I asked the question in the way of introduction tonight here, and uh, it's uh, for you, everyone in this room, and this is a duh. Uh, who doesn't want to be blessed of God? Everybody wants to be blessed of God. But you know what? That needs to be qualified in this room. I believe without, without going through one by one, everybody here wants to be blessed of God. That's a no-brainer. But uh, in answer to the question, sadly, there are many that, uh, that, uh, that don't, do not want to be blessed of God and don't care to be blessed of God. Uh, or They don't care to even acknowledge God. Psalm 14 says, verse number one, The fool have said in his heart, There is no God. They're corrupt, they have, gone, they have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand that seek after God. They are all gone aside. They are together, all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. And there are many that have no desire to honor the God of heaven, of course, but I think much better of you. I know you are different tonight. You want to be honor God. You want to be blessed of God. And uh, there are many that have never tasted. And, uh, uh, well, let's read, let's read Psalm 34, verse 8. Who has that? Nice and loud, please. Go ahead and read it out now, loud. <clears throat> All right, and so there are many that have never tasted. They have not ever tasted of the Lord that he is good. And uh, this, and you have, and I have, and I, I, the goodness of the Lord, He maketh no mistakes. He, he's a, He's a blessing God, and and I want to be, I want to receive His blessings. I want to be a blessing. Um, I, for one, have certainly lived long enough to relish the blessings of God upon my life, as well as the lives of others. And uh, you've heard it said, and you know, if God. Quit blessing me from now until if I live to be 100. I doubt that's going to happen. But if I did live to be 100, if God quit blessing me from now until 100, I've already received more blessings in, uh, in, in, than I could ever deserve. And, 
And uh, God's been so good to me, and I know I have heaven for all eternity. And uh, things may go wrong physically. I may get cancer. You may get cancer. Uh, things may go wrong or plans may go awry, but uh, God's still good, and all God's people said. And so he is good. So tonight, in way of introduction, really, to a series of number of messages, let's examine the pathway, the pathway to God's blessings in our lives. Who has Jeremiah 6.16? Nice and loud, please, for us. All right, and so the Bible says, ask for the old paths where there is a good path and you'll find rest for your souls, you'll find blessing. Well, let's examine just in, just in sound bites tonight. We don't have time to park very long, but go back to Psalm 1 and let's begin this wonderful first of the 150 Psalms. It starts off with that wonderful word, blessed. There's a great word here. I want you to give, give some observations before we really begin. Defining the word blessed is the word esher in the in the. Hebrew language, it's always found in the plural. And so it means, oh, the happinesses, the happinesses of the man. Many, for, many are the happinesses of the man of God that, that walks in the way of the Lord. God is blessed, happy. There are many happies. And I'm, knowing you, I'm using that word out of context, so to speak. But it's, it's a wonderful thing to be uh, in the will of the Lord and seek the God's all the happy, happenings and happinesses that happen in the man of God or a woman of God that lives for the Lord. So this word blessed is found numbers of times throughout Psalms and other places in the Bible as well. I can just give you a handful just for sake of time. Uh, Psalm 32 verse 1 says, Blessed is he or happy is he whose transgression is forgiven. All of our sins have been forgiven. So blessed is he whose sin is covered. Psalm 32, verse number 2 says, Blessed or happy is the man on whom, unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and whose spirit there is no guile. And so ha- happiness uh, is the blessings of that man that God doesn't find any iniquity in. And then uh, the Bible says in Psalm 84, verse 12, O Lord of hosts, blessed or happy is the man that trusteth in thee. Many other verses, blessed are they that put their trust in him, Psalm 2, verse number 12 says. And so there's this, there's the blessedness, there's the happinesses of the man of God that, that is being blessed of the Lord. Then the Bible says, blessed is the man. And that man there, and again another second observation, is used in the most general senses. What do I mean by that? In other words, Galatians 3.28 man or woman, rich or poor, bond or free, Jew or Gentile. Anyone can be blessed of the Lord that puts their faith and trust in the Lord. Anyone can be. It doesn't matter if you're uh, six foot eight or if you're an invalid and uh, can't walk or you're, uh, you have a debilitating disease. There's a blessing of the Lord that, that uh, God wants to give to all of his children, no matter who they are. And so God's a, God is a blessing God. And a third observation, and we begin, is a blessed man is then, three bullet points. First of all, uh, let's read our verses, Philippians 4.11. Who has it nice and loud for us, please? All right, not that I speak in respect of want or lack, 
but I've learned uh, what sort of state I'm in, there were to be content. First Timothy 6.8. All right, and so uh, a blessed man is a contented man. A contented man. Now, I, let me just be transparent for just a few seconds. You know, when I preach at you, I'm preaching at myself. Don't forget that. And um, many times I find myself uncontented. And uh, the Bible says uh, that whatsoever state I'm in, even Connecticut, <laughs> I'm teasing, I can be content. And you know what? You know, we think of all the negatives about Connecticut, but there's a lot of beautiful positives in Connecticut. It is a beautiful state. There is some wonderful people. There is uh, the goodness of God, and there's our, our, our great history and so forth, and there's a great mission field. There's a lot of things to be happy about. It is a wealthy state, and uh, a lot of things that uh, uh, I think one of the reasons I'll just, to just say one of the things that I decided why it would be good to go to Peru is to, or go to a third world country, or not that Peru is a third world country, excuse me, I gotta be politically correct. But if any of our young people will go to a, uh, to the, out to the bush or out to the jungle or to uh, these places that are less uh, um, blessed than we are, they'll come back just thanking God for all the blessings that we have. But there's a contentment and uh, uh, that the blessed man has. Then uh, Psalm 119, 165, I did not have it written down, or nobody has that. Great peace have, have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Uh, Philippians 4, 7 says, who has it? Philippians 4, 7. That's okay. Mm-hmm. All right, and so a blessed man is a contented man. A blessed man has, is a man of inner peace, a peace that passes understanding. The world cannot know. Then 2 Timothy 1.7, who has that for us, please? And Philippians 1.6, please? All right, and so a blessed man has confidence. Confidence. We're not given to fear. We're not given to uh, worry, worrying all the time. We have confidence that he loves us, and their perfect love casts out fear. We are accepted in the beloved. We, are, we have inner peace with God. We are contented. And then Philippians 4, 18 and 19, who has it for us, please? Uh, but I have all and I'm blessed. Uh, I have to be careful here. Uh, so many illustrations the pastor has to cloak and veil, and because I, uh, but I, and I, this one's no exception. But I'm thinking of somebody a while back and somebody not here tonight, and uh, but they, they, in fact, they haven't been in church a whole lot, to be honest with you. I'll just say it that way, and I'm being a little bit evasive on purpose. But every time I do get with them, they kind of complain about how bad things have been in their life. And I want to say to them, you're saved. You're on your way to heaven. The worst it's ever going to get is right now and this here and now. 
I mean, you're already blessed by the fact that you uh, were gloriously born again. You live in America. You've, been, you've got a family. You've got far more than a lot of people I know. Uh, they, they tend to always look at all the negatives. And you know what? I don't want to cast too many stones at them because sometimes if we're not careful, we can do the same thing, can't we? We look at all the negatives, not look at the positives. And so, uh, but uh, Paul was in prison ready to lose his head when he said those words, I am full and abound. And so the blessed man, he's contented, he's confident, he has inner peace, he has fulfillment. He's, uh, any man can be blessed. And we have not just one happiness, well, one blessedness, but many happinesses because uh, his mercies endure forever. Well, let's chart the pathway. We've got three fold outline verses one, two, and three tonight in case, uh, just to bring you up to speed here. Verse number one tonight. Let's chart the pathway of God's blessing involves, and this message for the record, just for one last time, is meant to be an introductory message to a series of thoughts in the next six weeks or next eight, eight, I think I preach eight of the uh, six of the eight next Wednesday nights is the plan anyhow. And so I want you to notice, first of all, verse number one, let's read it again. And I want you to consider, first of all, and as we consider this pathway of God's blessing, it involves identify, uh, identifying and avoiding the negative. Look at verse number one, it says, Blessed is the man who walketh not who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the seat of the sinners, of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Notice the, first of all, don't build your life on the, first of all, the first part of the verse says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel, in the counsel of the ungodly. Now the Bible has much to say about the counsel, of the, the, the wisdom of the ungodly. Proverbs 21.30, who has it? Nice and loud, please. Again, I have to be careful here, and I don't believe that every psychologist is always wrong, uh, or he's, he's uh, never right, or, or uh, she's never, but there's a lot of secular psychology out, out there that's not of God today. Now, there's some psychologists and there's some social workers that, uh, whether they're Christian or not, they can give some good advice, don't misunderstand me. But if there's counsel or wisdom is against the Lord, it's not going to prosper you. It's not going to make you a blessed man or a blessed woman. And you need to be careful about that, counsel of the ungodly. Jeremiah 10.2 says what? Now, by the way, we're a bunch of heathens in the strict sense of the word. You say, what's the, the word heathen there just is the same word synonymous with nations. You, know, you, had, you, had, uh, you, had the, you have the Israelites and then you had the heathen. You know, Jews and the Gentiles. And uh, the way of the ungodly. And uh, the very fact of the matter is there's worldly ways, of course. The Bible says, learn not the way of the world, in other words. Leviticus 18 and verse 3 speaks about... Uh, ex, or rather, Egypt, and who has that for us, please? The council of the worldly, the council of Egypt is always a picture of the world. 
Deuteronomy 12.3, who has that for us? All right, then how about for sake of time's sake, 1 Corinthians 3.19, please. All right, and so the, the counsel of the ungodly, be careful about that. Then, uh, then notice the verse says, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly nor stand in the way of sinners. And so... Be careful about building your life on copying their standing in the way of sinners or, or go alongside of them or copy their behavior. Uh, evil communications corrupt good manners. First Peter 2, 11 and 12. Who has that verse for us, please? Or those first. All right, this is a good time to insert this. Uh, I just want to have a word of caution. Psalm 1 1 does not teach us to avoid sinners. Jesus said that uh, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was what? Lost. He came to seek and to save sinners. That's who he came, to, came for. He associated with a lot of people that. Uh, that the, the, the religious crowd and even his disciples didn't want to have anything to do with it. How about the woman at the well, for example? How about the woman taken in adultery? How about Zacchaeus? On and on we could go. And for, the, for that matter, some of those uh, burly fishermen, especially Peter, and when we think of Peter, and who Jesus associated with and came down to their level and tried to help them up and, and, uh, and uh, spoke to them. And uh, don't think that Psalm 1-1 teaches us to to, that we should never be with sinners. Well, we couldn't be with ourselves then, could we, <laughs> for that matter, because we're still sinners. But we have to be careful. We have to be on guard and be, and be, be uh, careful about uh, taking advice. Listen, listen to their advice. Be respectful. And uh, I, again, I have to be evasive on purpose, but I was with uh, uh, somebody of power and prominence, somebody in the knowledgeable level and everything they were saying to me not too long ago a week or two ago I just yes yes that's okay I just just went along I just agreed not to, that not that I was being a compromiser not that I was trying to placate or whatever but I didn't want to I was not in the, any position to debate with them and it was just uh, the best thing I could do is to, to just just be kind and just uh, to listen to them and and uh, so forth and when I disagreed, I kept it secret to myself. And uh, there's something to be said for that. Let's, for sake time's sake, though, let's go on to the last part of this verse, number one. And there's a progression. You see the walking, the standing, and then the sitting. And uh, the Bible says, Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Letter C, uh, first negative to avoid, if we're going to have the blessings of God, is conversing with the scornful. Evil communications corrupt good manners. I've already quoted that verse, but Proverbs 3, 34, who has that for us, please? Oh. 
God has a lot of strong words, especially in Proverbs, to say about the scorner. Proverbs 4, 13 and 14, please. All right, and so God says, watch out, butting up with scorners. Uh, you get to yourself a snare and be entrapped and be, be, uh, be destroyed in many cases. And so uh, look at verse number two here. Let's look at the second uh, instruct, instruction for the pathway of God's blessing. That is, we need to invest and indulge in the positive. Look, at, look what it says, verse number two. But his delight, this man that's blessed, this man that's blessed of God, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Notice three things just quickly. First of all, I said the point is invest and indulge in the positive. Delight, first of all, in acquiring or reading the word of God. The fill in the blank word is reading the word of God. Psalm 119, 130, please. Proverbs 6.23, please. And then the famous verse, Joshua 1.8, who has that for us? As most of you well know, the only time we find the word success in all the Bibles in Joshua 1.8 and that person that acquires or that person that uh, reads the word of God and uh, 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 makes it a part of his or her life. That leads us to this book of the law. And one more time it says, but, uh, pardon me, verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And so I want you to notice that secondly, this positive injunction here is to delight in applying the word of God. Applying the word of God. James 1.22 says, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. And so uh, it's one thing to hear the word of God. Now, you're doing that tonight. Thank you very much. It's another thing to apply what we hear and walk in the way that we, we hear and be a doer of the word and not a hearer only. And so we need to apply God's word, and that leads me to number letter C. The last part of verse 2 says this, in his law, and in, in, in his law, he doth meditate day and night. Okay, be honest. How many of you ate something this morning? Raise your hand. Come on, don't lie. Okay, you ate something this morning. How many of you ate something tonight already? Aha, gotcha. Day and night. You notice we eat day and night, and we eat. You know, we eat quite a bit, don't we? We eat day and afternoon and night and sometimes late evening and sometimes a midnight stack. And I'm teasing you. Oh, no, I'm not teasing. Maybe some of you do. I don't know. But we eat around the clock. It seems like every few hours we eat because we like to eat and we enjoy it and we love it. We delight in it. And some delight in it more than others, of course. But we need to delight in all the varieties of consuming the Word of God. Like food, day and night. You say, what do you mean by that? You need to have your private... I won't ask you to raise your hand. I don't want to embarrass anybody, but how many had your, don't raise your hand, please. Don't want to, how many had your private devotion? Don't raise your hand. Uh, devotion this morning, you know. You were in God's word. I know many of you did. I hope all of you did. How many of you uh, uh, maybe heard some Christian radio or a Christian CD this morning or this, throughout this day maybe? Or how many of you uh, 
You know, tonight we're having a teachy type preachy message uh, this evening, but there's the teaching of God's word, there's the preaching of God's word, there's, there's the fellowshipping with God's children as we talk about the word of God one to another and we encourage one another. There's many ways that we can get the word of God in day and night. And maybe one of the reasons that, you know, if you only ate one time a day, well, for some of us that might be a good thing, but for most of us that might not be a very healthy thing. We, they, they, we should probably spread it out more and be more healthier, of course, and have a variety of uh, food as well. And all the Word of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for the Old Testament and New Testament. And so we're talking about obtaining the blessings of God. If we're going to obtain the blessing of God, number one, we need to avoid the negatives, avoid those that walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the seat of the sinners, nor stand in the seat of the scornful. If we're going to obtain the blessings of God, we've got to delight in the law of the Lord. We must... Uh, uh, delight in acquiring, reading God's word and applying God's word and then consuming it in all the different venues day and night that we can make us a strong Christian. Then we get to verse number three. And he, who's he? Well, he that applies the word of God that is, uh, uh, walks away or is uh, from the counsel of the ungodly. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water Notice number three, imagine and enjoy the, fr- the, enjoy the produce. You say, what do you mean by that? This is not just a regular tree. This is a fruit-bearing tree because the Bible says that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Notice three things quickly. Imagine and enjoy the produce of that person that's not, not walking with the, the scorners, that is walking with those that delight in the word of God and delights in the word of God and he's getting, she's getting nourishment and nutrition. Notice, first of all, there's, uh, we enjoy the produce of God, the blessings of God, by planting yourself in God's word ensures perennial blessings. The two words are P words. Planting yourself in God's word enjoys perennial blessings. Now, now by the way, you know the difference between annual and perennial when we're talking about uh, plants and shrubs and so forth and fruits and so forth. You know, some, some strawberries are, uh, they used to have, I don't know if they still do, uh, they used to have strawberries that are just annual. They came up one year. Well, they came up really good for one year, but they're, they're, they're no good for the next year. But then they have perennials. They come up year after year after year after year. Blueberries, uh, uh, different types of fruit, and, of course, trees. They come up every year, and uh, we planted some fruit trees uh, four years ago now, three years ago, and we've had some couple pretty lean years. I think we've got like a two dozen pair, and, and uh, we planted our black cherry trees. They both died on us. Uh, we get more black cherries, because I love black cherries, so I'm going to spend four bucks a, a, a pound at the, the store, or five bucks a pound, whatever they are, so I can have uh, cherries, because they're so good. And, but a good cherry tree will produce cherries every single year. And the uh, person that's planted by the rivers of water, they're going to produce year after year after year, they're going to see the blessings of God in their life. Uh, the Bible says, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. His leaf also shall not wither. So letter B, how do you obtain God's blessings? Well, perpetual praising brings vitality. Who has Psalm 8 and 2 for us, please? How is the mouth of babes and suckling? Hast thou not obtained strength because of thine enemies? Dost thou not 
And we sing that little praise chorus. It's amazing what praising can do. You know, there's strength in praise. There's strength in praising God, and uh, it, it gives vitality, it gives life. You can live life mopey and dopey and uh, just sad and down and humdrum and, oh, woe is me, or you can live, uh, you can find the happy side of life and decide that you're going to live for, for God and enjoy his blessings and look, look for the blessings, not look for the negatives, and God will bless you. And it's amazing. Happy people are healthy people, by the way. And uh, a broken spirit drives the bones, Proverbs says. But that person that, that uh, uh, is planted by the rivers of water, he brings forth his fruit in his season, and his leaf also shall not wither. And uh, this, uh, uh, I didn't finish letter B, perpetual praising brings vitality and a variety of blessings. Uh, here's a verse. How about Revelation 22, verse number 2? All right, so there when we get to heaven, there's the, the river of life, of course, and next to it are the, the, the tree of life, which bears 12 manner of precious fruit. It makes me think of the nine fruits of the Spirit. The Bible speaks, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, gentleness, meekness. Uh, I just messed it up. Long-suffering against whom there is no law. God wants to give us uh, that our fruit may abound, that we, much have, much have, we must, might have much fruit, of course, and be uh, blessed in a variety of ways. God wants to bless us and bless our, ours, that's our family, and bless our church and bless others around us. We should, be, we should be a blessing person, just like a fruit tree is a blessing to everybody that comes in contact with it. Well, let us see, the verse ends with verse number three, saying, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Notice, ultimate prosperity, no matter no matter temporary, or, I didn't say that right, no matter if there's sometimes temporary setbacks. You think of Joseph. Joseph had a number of setbacks, but in the end he knew that, that uh, his brothers had meant in his life evil, but God meant it for good. You know the verses. God may allow setbacks to come in our life, but even though setbacks are meant to produce fruit ultimately and blessing, down the road, of course. And so there's a, we can obtain God's blessings and if we stay planted by the rivers of water, let's give the summary. If we are desiring the blessings of God upon our life, avoid the counsel of the ungodly. Quit running with the ungodly. You know, let me just take a few more seconds on this one point. One of the most frustrating things as a pastor is to, uh, I get called oftentimes when there's the emergency and please, if you have an emergency, call me. I, I would ask you that you call me. But I get called, many times I get called because of the emergency of wounds that have been, can I say it this way, that are self-inflicted wounds. And sometimes they're repetitive self-inflicted wounds. And I want to say in my flesh sometimes, I want to say to certain, some of our flock from time to time, and you know, when will you learn? This is a dead-end path. It always leads to destruction. Stay away from so-and-so. Stay away from that type of lifestyle. Stay away from it. It's going to hurt you. And I don't know how many times I've, I've 
wanted to say that more bluntly than I just said it tonight, but I defer to meekness and consider myself and try to realize that they probably know that they messed up again. Maybe they just need some loving right now and some a Band-Aid and uh, a prayer. But quit messing. If you want to be blessed to God, quit running around the wrong crowd. Quit following their counsel. Quit sitting in the city scornful. Find things to be happy about. Then secondly, acquiring massive amounts of God's word. I mean, just 10 more seconds of preaching. I've seen it happen over and over and over again. I give the most poignant illustration I can give. I had a funeral for somebody 15 years ago now. If they would have been in church, they'd be alive today. I'm talking about specifically in church. If they wouldn't have been out, oh, I'll just step over the edge a little bit further here so most of you won't know, figure out who I'm talking about. But if they wouldn't have been driving at 2 a.m. in the morning on a Sunday morning and they'd been home in bed and ready to be in church on, uh, on Sunday morning, they'd, be in, they'd still be here. But they've made a wrong choice. They should have got intoxicated, no pun intended, with the word of God instead of with other things. And it led to death. And so, uh, don't avoid the counsel of the godly. Uh, acquire massive amounts of God's word. It's vitamins, it's food, it's health. And stay planted by the rivers of water. Don't leave the rivers, don't leave the house of God. I've seen it over and over and over again. I could write the book, but nobody would want to read it. It'd be so depressing. Now, you get out of church, you get, out of, you get away from the river of life, and bad things happen, just like a tree. And last illustration, I'm done. When I was a boy, uh, we had, had two-acres on our country house there, a 40-acre farm field next to us. But we had a little stream that came around the backside of our house and all the way down our property line, in the summertime, it would dry up to nothing, kind of like this stream over here, but when we got rains, it, would, it could be, it could be a, it was big enough that from time to time we could take a little, uh, our, our, our boats or our little uh, our man, kid boats, you know, and water about this deep, and we'd go down the stream, it was a little blast. And uh, we planted, Dad planted uh, a bunch of trees. <clears throat> well, I remember... When I was a boy, and he planted just these saplings, these weeping willow willow saplings next to the stream. And we had some oak, and we had some poplar, and some pine, and et cetera. He planted a bunch of trees, actually, throughout our property. And, uh, but he planted those saplings. And I remember as a boy, there was just a little, little, about this big. By the time I went off to college, I'm not even joking, these trees were about this big around these, these massive in a period of 10 or 12 years, they grew because they were by that stream. He planted them all along the stream, and they just shot up so fast. In fact, um, 20 years ago, they had to be cut down. They grew so fast, they, they, uh, they had to be cut down many years ago, but they, were, they, they prospered because they were built, built by the, or rather planted by the stream of living water. God will prosper you if you stay by that stream. Let's bow for prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word tonight. Help us to be about... Uh, Lord, stay in the stream of your blessing. Help us to stay planted right where you put us, that we might be blessed and bound with blessing, that we might be a blessing to others, we pray. I pray you bless in our moments of reflection tonight as we close our service. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let's all stand. Let's just sing trust and obey for this no other way. Just one verse of trust and obey.